Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to welcome all of you to the show. Thank you for joining me today. Hope and pray you're having a wonderful day. Follow me. These are two words that are put together to form a command that's found 13 times in the Gospels. Jesus used these two simple words when he called Peter and Andrew, James and John, to become his disciples. In Matthew 4.19, immediately they left their nets and followed him. You know, Jesus called a tax collector Matthew by a similar manner. Jesus said to him, follow me, and he arose and followed him. Even after the death of Jesus and he was resurrected while the disciples were fishing, Jesus told Peter to follow me in John 21.19. You know, there's other references of individuals that are following Jesus. But these words were not just meant for the 12 disciples. They're meant for us today. Discipleship means following Jesus in a personal way. Follow me is a call to obedience. It's not just an invitation. It's just not a command. But those who hear the words of Jesus immediately left everything to follow him. And it was a costly decision for James and John because they were fishermen. And it says immediately they left their boat and their father to follow him. And Matthew left being a tax collector to follow Jesus. You know, there's no genuine Christianity without the obedience of Christ. Even the rich young ruler who heard the call and realized that Jesus was the rightful Lord and master, he refused to follow him. But a true believer enters into the life of obedience in Christ. So when we look at follow me, and we look at the fishermen that left everything to follow Jesus, even Matthew left everything to follow Jesus. Two words are very powerful when it's coming from the Lord. In another occasion, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they will follow me. They're in a the habit of listening to his voice. That's why they follow him. In earlier chapters, he illustrated this by a shepherd who called his sheep. They heard his voice, and they would follow him because they knew his voice. But however, they will not follow a stranger's voice because they do not know that stranger. Jesus gives eternal life to them that follow him. And they shall never perish, and no one shall ever snatch them out of my hand. If you have a tendency to doubt such great spiritual truth in Jesus, Jesus went on into the next verse, and he says, My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. So Jesus is telling us, he's telling us in the scriptures that if we will follow him, we will never perish but have eternal life. He's telling us that we're protected. He's telling us that we have a place by following him and accepting him and asking him into our life. We have a place in heaven. So the question is, who are you following? Are you following Jesus or some other religious teachers or just people in general? Are you following Jesus and being obedient to his teaching? Now, you know, Jesus called sinners to follow him. 
and he did not call the self-righteous. But in Matthew 9, 11 through 13, it says, when the Pharisees saw this, they asked the disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have come to call the righteous. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. This was during a time when he was at Matthew's house because Matthew was a tax collector. Matthew was a man who was collecting taxes from his own people, so his own people didn't like him. He was collecting taxes for the Romans, but the Romans really didn't care for him. He had a good uh, job. I guess you could say he was skimming off the top to make a good living when this man named Jesus came by and said, follow me. And, it, and the Bible said he left everything to follow him. And he threw a party. He invited other sinners. He invited other tax collectors. And Jesus went to this, this party, to this dinner, to this gathering. Because Jesus was comfortable being in there. See, people get confused thinking that Jesus is going to meet you on a righteous street somewhere. When Jesus is going to meet you right in the middle of your sin. Because that's where Jesus is most comfortable at, being with you in the middle of your chaos to show you that there, there, there is eternal life by following him. And when he calls out to you, follow me, you have a choice, just like the young ruler did. You have a choice, either follow him or not. If you follow him, he, he helps get you out of your situation. If you don't follow him, you're going to stay in your situation. I think it's funny when the Pharisees started asking the disciples why the teacher eats with tax collectors and sinners. You know, Jesus fired back right away. He said, it's not the healthy who needs a doctor, but the sick. And this is the part I like, ladies and gentlemen. And, but go and learn what this means. Because, see, the Pharisees were righteous people. They know the law. They thought they knew the scriptures. They, they wore all their vests with their jewels. They were somebody. They were established. But here's this man named Jesus who wore everyday clothes, who walked with probably the disciples who were not always clean and dressed properly. And now he's going into a house full of sinners and tax collectors to sit down and eat with them. <laughs> Jesus knows the human nature. He knows us individually. The physician is never with the healthy but he's with the sick. When Jesus calls us to repent, he comes and finds people who are living in their sins and, and calls them, calls out to them to come follow him. But those who follow Christ are also told by Christ to count the cost before they follow him. In Luke 14, 28, Jesus said, which of you desiring to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Further, when he says everyone who leaves their house or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or lands for my namesake will receive a hundredfold an inheritance of eternal life. A sinner cannot follow Jesus without a radical change in direction in their life. 
To repent means to change the mind that affects a change in one's life. It is impossible to follow Christ without repentance. We must turn back on our sins and set our face toward the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. No one can follow Christ without repenting. You can't live in your sin, keep wallowing in your sin to follow Jesus. When Jesus calls you and you accept him into your life, you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you're throwing away the old sinful nature and you're putting on a new. That's why the Bible says you become a new creature. You become a new person. Yes, you can look in the mirror and see yourself, see the same freckles, the same imperfections, the same colored eyes, hair, or whatever, because that's the flesh. One day you'll lay that down, but that's the flesh. But eternally, inside your body, you're, you're getting rid of the sin in your life. And what Jesus is telling us is if we follow him, we can't go back to that sinful nature. But we do. Every day we wake up and we sin because it is our nature to sin. It's been our nature since Adam and Eve. But praise to, praise to God that the ones that are saved can call out to Jesus and ask for forgiveness. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to make no bones about it. There's two choices today. There's two choices on the table today. Follow Jesus or not follow Jesus. Live a life in heaven or live life in your eternal life in hell. Because there is no middle ground. There is no, well, I'm going I'm to stick a toe over here, I'm going to stick a toe over there. You can't be on the fence anymore. It's either all or nothing. Charles Spurgeon said, they, they come straight away, they come at all costs. They come without question. They come to quit old habits and to come to follow the leaders without stipulation or reserve. That is the only way we can respond when Jesus calls us to come and follow. It is an act of simple trust in the Christ. It is impossible to follow him without trusting him. If we do not follow, we are not committed to him. We are following our own goals or someone else's. The call to follow me means we will submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. Indeed, when Jesus bids a man to come and follow, he bids him to come and die. You cannot follow Jesus without dying to yourself. If anyone wishes to come to me, let him deny himself and take up the cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life shall lose it. But whoever loses his life in my namesake shall find it. Matthew 4, uh, 16, 24 through 25. To sum this up, to wrap this up, and to put this to, to plain talk, it's very simple today. We have a choice. The choice is, is presented to you to come and follow Jesus as your Lord and Savior, to allow him to save your soul, to spend eternity in a place called heaven, or deny him, do not acknowledge him, and to live on this earth that could be then the only heaven that you know, and one day lift your eyes in a devil's hell. 
It's never been any more simpler than that. So my prayer for you today is I pray that you will will want to follow Jesus. I pray that you will want to follow him and be able to become a new creature. That's what I pray today. So the question I asked earlier, I want to get ready to leave you with. Who are you following? Are you following Jesus or are you following this old world and listening to the devil? Are you following Jesus and being obedient to his teaching? So who are you following? And if you are following Jesus, are you obedient to his teaching? Because we've all come, we've all sinned and come short the glory of God. We all have. But we have a Savior by the name of Jesus that paid the ultimate price with his life upon a cross so we could have eternal life with the Lord. Don't miss your opportunity today to be able to say, I am a child of God. Don't let this opportunity pass to say that I am a child of God, I am going to heaven, and thank God for everything that he has done, he's doing, he will do. This is your opportunity. This is your, your, your chance to get that sinful nature off of you and to live a new, fresh life without sin. I want to thank all of you today for listening to this podcast, for supporting this ministry. If it wasn't for people like you, I wouldn't get to do what I enjoy doing, which is sitting behind a mic bringing you the good news, the gospel. All right? And if you want to follow us, please, I want to invite you to follow us on our YouTube channel, uh, follow us on our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, and you can even go to our website, jesusandacupofjoe.com. But thank you so much for listening today. And I hope and pray y'all have a wonderful day. Remember, you always start your day with Jesus and a cup of Joe. God bless. The Jesus and a cup of Joe podcast would like to thank Artisans Woodwork for being a proud sponsor of this podcast. Artisan Woodwork is a locally owned small business that creates high quality cutting boards, cheese boards, and serving trays. So if you're in the market for a great gift for you, your friends, or your family, I ask you to contact Artisans Woodwork through Facebook at Artisans Woodwork 73.